Welcome back to the She's Unoffendable podcast, where that she is me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton. I am a law of attraction expert, coach, an online course creator, and a realtor. I love helping people bridge the energetic gap between where they are and where they want to be so that they can start to see real changes in their lives. If you're looking to level up your life and your energy in every way, then you're in the right place. If you want to know more about me, my story, ways we can work together, go check out my website at www.rebeccaahamilton.com. All right, y'all. So as I get started, Ziggy decided, so if you don't know who Ziggy is, he's my 130-pound lab mastiff mix. So I thought that he was going to be a lab boxer mix and he ended up being a little bit bigger. I think I just recently talked about him on one of my episodes, but he decides when he hears me talking, he gets a little bit jealous. And so he does like to chime in and make sure that he's part of the conversation. So anyway, today I wanted to get on here and talk to you guys about money because it is something that, and I'm going to be honest with you, when I first came out and started talking about really in a real way, getting really loud about law of attraction, I was feeling like, well, I don't want to just focus on money. Like y'all, that is such a side effect of the work that you do. But so many people really amount happiness with money. So I thought, you know what, I've got to start. I had somebody tell me this before, you know, you give them what they want and tell them what they need and, or tell them what they want, give them what they need, whatever. Um, and so that's kind of been my approach. So I started this money manifestation, um, course, which is like this 21 day. I just kind of go through different concepts every day, things that have helped me, um, things that have helped change my energy, especially in regards to money. So I just wanted to get on here and talk about that for a minute today to see where people are at um, when it comes to money and what kind of things that you are telling yourself and making true for yourself around money. So here's the thing. If you don't have every single penny in the bank that you'd like, then you still have work to do. And let me preface this episode by saying there is nothing virtuous in being broke. There is nothing virtuous in not having, not having, it's just not wrong. Like if you don't have enough, that's okay. You're on evolution. You're an evolution of a human. And I get that. And we've all been there and, you know, it's kind of this up and down thing that, you know, you, you have a desire, you reach your desire and then you're like, shit, I have another desire. And then you reach, you know, and it's sort of like this evolution of energy. It's this expansion that we're looking for. And the expansion is energy and so is money. Like it's all the same thing that we're talking about. So when, when we're talking about um, money, I, you know, taught this in my class today and was just talking about the idea that first of all, y'all, if you have not figured out how to get really present in your life and start asking yourself questions and just being freaking honest with yourself. And here's the thing is that you can't do it about every subject. Like I know I have things that I struggle with. I have, um, like I literally was just thinking about something before I got on this podcast and going, you know what? I, I need to figure out how to get out of my way on this thing. And so that we, we all have the things that we just can't see. It's like, what is it? I can't see it. 
but a lot of times we can see it if we just got present. So that's what this podcast is about. It's about getting present and checking in on what the hell is going on with your money mindset. Where are you most of the time? Are you coming out of lack? Are you working out of abundance? Are you working out of you have to do something? Are you working out of, I get to do something? I heard somebody say this the other day and I loved it. And obviously y'all, nobody is saying anything that we haven't heard before. I'm not even saying things you haven't heard before. What, what everybody is doing is we're all giving our perspective on it. And so some people are going to vibe with that and some aren't and whatever, and it's all good. Find your people that you understand and are speaking your language. But the other day, somebody Uh, I can't remember what it was on, but, oh, it was Greg Braden, matter of fact, and I was watching an interview with him, and if you don't know who Greg Braden is, he wrote, um, just Google him, he's got a couple really awesome books, and right now I'm having, uh, my brain isn't working and telling me what they are, but I've read a lot of his books, anyway, I was listening to it, and he said, one of the things that he does every day is move. And so I do that too. But he said, you know, it's such a privilege to be in this body and to be able to move. And I thought, man, that's heavy to me. Not because I've never heard it before. Maybe it was the right time, the right way he said it, whatever. But I just thought, man, like that's so true. And it's the same way that I think about bills. In fact, Louise Hay is the first person who introduced that to me many, many years ago. In that when you think about it, people were trusted you enough to give you a credit card or trusted you enough to give you your place that you're living alone, whatever it is. So it's like, you know, it is an honor and it is so amazing to be able to pay your bills coming from somebody who knows exactly how it feels to not be able to pay my bills. And I think all of us have been there at one time or the other in different scenarios, but you know, everybody's been there at some point where it's been like, you know, it, it hasn't been just a given that your bills are getting paid. And so coming from that abundant perspective really changes it. And, and the other thing is, what are you saying all day, every day to yourself? What are you saying to about when somebody asks you to go somewhere? How are you changing your money stories so that they serve you? And y'all, that is my strength. I'm actually going to put together a master course on building your story for empowerment. Um, It is one of my superpowers and I love, love, love stories, diving deep and really figuring out what's going on so that we can rebuild. Like you have to tear it down. You have to look at all of it. You have to bury your soul pretty much (laughs) and then build it back up. When you build it back up and you re, you know, structure that story, it is one of the most empowering things you will ever do for yourself. And I had to do it for myself over and over again because y'all before I became a realtor well I'm gonna say before I became a mom I was all over the place I was doing all sorts of stuff I was you know I was I was not necessarily like a great kid I definitely wasn't a b honor roll I was running away I was 
doing all the things like I was, you know, sneaking out of the house and, and, and not making the best decisions. And I like to say, and it truly is, is honest, is that I was just looking for love in all the wrong places. I, you know, had grown up with those stinking rashes, which I appreciate now because I see the value, but I definitely couldn't see it then. So by the time I, you know, go into high school, now I'm in high school, I don't have rashes, but I still have this mentality of not feeling loved, of not feeling a part of. And so finding that was huge for me. And that's something that definitely was an evolution. But anyway, so when we talk about money, when we talk about, you know, throughout your days, how are you structuring your story around money? Are you playing to the woe is me? I'm going to tell you who I hear do this. And I have had to really, um, I've had to sure up the story as single moms. Well, I can't because I'm a single mom. And you know why it's easy to do is because there are a lot of people who want to feel sorry for you. But no, thank you. Fuck that. I don't need you to feel sorry for me. Yes, thank you for caring. But I don't want anybody, y'all, feeling sorry for me or my situation. I want everybody to realize that I'm a badass. And I've got this. Does that mean I never need help? Absolutely not. Does that mean that I should never fall down? No, absolutely not. But it is such a disservice for you to allow people to do things for you out of a place of lack. You know, at the end of the day, you are creating. And if you, and, and this is for my single moms, single parents, but single moms in particular, um, because I've been there and essentially, I mean, obviously my husband would like to be in the picture, but, um, you know, so yeah, so his dad would like to be here, but we're doing, I'm going the single mom route and so many times. And then what happens is that you play small in order to keep getting things that you think you need or getting privileges or getting well, I get this free because they feel like I can't do whatever. And then all of a sudden you're pandering to these things that you can get on your own. You can go out and create the things that you want. So that's just like a side note, but that's a place where I saw that in my life. Like, you know, I played that card and, and it's hard for me to say that right now, but I have played that card. And, and once I realized it and once I decided I never played that card again, I just decided I wasn't going to play that card, Ziggy. So I just decided I wasn't going to play that card anymore. And it is empowering because you know what you're telling yourself, no matter who you are and no matter what, because there's a lot of people who play that card. Maybe it's not the single mom card. Maybe it's the card that says, oh, I'm just a kid. I'm still young. I'm trying to get it together. I need help for this reason or that reason. And so you're always playing that part. You'll notice when you're doing it, because it's not in a genuine situation where you really need help. It's usually in the situations where you're like, oh, well, I can save some money because, you know, if I just tell mom that it's a little tight right now, then I won't have to pay. Or if I just tell my dad, you know, it's tight right now. Or if I just, um, you know, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't even know if anybody can relate to this, but these are the things that I've had to deal with and I've had to overcome in my own life because I was brought up on lack. My dad always said he was broke. Yeah, you know, we never had enough. And then in our own household, from my perspective, I felt like we were just on, I mean, there were, you know, once we got into my teenage years, my mom married my second stepdad. 
it was different because he was much more stable and all of that. But before that, oh man, we were living in some real dumps and we did not have money. I mean, I remember having, you know, like my five outfits for school. I remember not, you know, I mean, I wanted to come home and get a snack. It was going to be like open up a can of vegetables, which was fine. And I did, but I'm saying though, like, I just remember that, you know, we didn't have money back then. And my mom stayed with, you know, in situations because of that. And so it really, really made me want to figure out this money thing because I didn't have to depend on anyone. I wanted to be able to, if I need to leave, I left. I needed to buy something. I bought it. Like I just never wanted to depend on a man. And, um, and so, yeah, so I've done a lot of work on my money mindset so that I'm able to allow the things because y'all we've been brought up with things i mean think about what did your mom say growing up what did your dad say money doesn't grow on trees we can't afford that that's too expensive oh those people over there they have money because they were born and as if we can't create it things like that these are things that we want to actually start to uncover and the way that you do it is by starting to become present why do you think that thought why are you telling your kids that they can't buy something? Why are you telling yourself that you can't? And how much are you justifying why or why, you know, why you shouldn't um, go somewhere or why you can't go somewhere with friends or do something or your, your husband or significant other, your wife can't buy something? Is it that they can't or is it a not a priority? You know, when we start to really rework the way that our stories are are being told who cares what we're telling to the world that's that's going to be evident through our energy but the way our stories are being ran in our mind and here's the thing is that we have these set points in our in our brain like it we fire off different things neurologically and so I feel like when I say those big words my braces and if you don't know I have braces now you know and I have like the brace face braces like the real deal it feels like my mouth is just like I just have too much going on anyway <laughs> um, but you know our thoughts begin to create patterns of neural firing in our brain you know our brain fires in certain patterns and it gets used to it so we've got to make ourselves be different We've got to make a decision to do something different, to feel differently. And the only way to do that, y'all, and this is why I teach what I teach and there is no quick answer because at the end of the day, you could attract money, but it's not going to change your everyday. And that's why you see people, what, lottery winners that go back to being broke or like I've said before, you know, people who have a ton of money, but still commit suicide or are clearly not happy and admit it, you know, they're in rehab constantly, things like that. And it's because money magnifies problems. It magnifies everything like the good and the bad. So if you're not ready to deal with the bad, then you probably don't want to attract money, which is why I like to, and the way I from the back, front like I don't go here get the money I go hey let's fix these things not that there's anything to really fix but let's really take a deep look at this stuff let's get ourselves in alignment so then we, when we get the money everything is in alignment does that make sense like that to me uh, is such a good way to do it because otherwise you know you could make bad decisions 
you know, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still an evolutionary process. So I used to listen to my name Stuart Wilde. My mom turned me on to him. And for a while, her and I, we both when you see somebody who is going through something, when you see somebody who's just doing something totally different than you would do or whatever, you just go interesting evolutionary experience. And I've used that to release judgment for years. That's like a pro tip. Use interesting evolutionary experience. I don't need to judge what you're going through because I can say you're going through what you're going through and that's all. Like it has nothing to do with me. So so anyway, y'all, I suggest that we all, because I can do it too. I still have things where I can improve. I mean, all the time we can improve because the way that we feel about money is going to reflect in our bank account. Even if you have a ton of money, um, there are still ways that you can improve the way you feel about it, the way you feel when you spend it, the way that you talk about it. There's still, there's always benefit in, in um restructuring our story, no matter where you're starting. So anyway, y'all start to get present, start to get in that observer mode and pay attention. Where are you with your money? What affirmations are you making day in and day out? That's too expensive. Oh gosh, it's a little tight this month. Oh gosh, I really, now I feel bad that I spent that money. You know, whatever. What, where are you justifying, explaining, and creating affirmations that do not serve you. That is your quest, my friend. Go find those affirmations that aren't serving you and stop them now. All right, y'all, until next time, have an amazing day.